Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's National Lazy Moms Day. So give your mom a much-deserved break from your typical bullshit, you son of a bitch. You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel, every day is Lazy Day Cheeseman. And this is Chad, Edisto Island, here I come, so wash. And on this week's show, LinkedIn cringes, Indeed flexes, and Amazon summons your ass back to the office. (laughs) Let's do this. Labor Day weekend, Chad. Holiday weekend. Hitting the airport. And so how yeah. how often do you fly out of Louisville Airport? Once a decade. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Very few times. Cincinnati more than Louisville. Yeah. It's much closer, obviously, to me. Uh, Indianapolis Airport's 45 minutes away from me. Uh, Cincinnati is an hour and a half, and Louisville's mm-hmm. about an hour 15. So you get a chance to kind of like pick the one that you want. But uh, you coming that far south is, uh, I didn't I didn't think that was normal. Well, here, here's what's going on for people that don't, you know, talk to me on a regular basis. Uh, <laughs> my wife is a huge Pearl Jam fan. Pearl Jam is touring for the first time in a, a few years, and they're hitting a limited number of cities. Now, they're shockingly hitting Indianapolis, which is nice, which is next weekend. So I will I will be seeing them then. My wife is out of town. Uh-huh. So we have to go to Minneapolis to fit our schedules to go see Pearl Jam. Hmm. So I have family in the Louisville area. Yeah. We're dropping the six-year-old off at my niece's who has, I think, a 10-year-old and a two-year-old. So he'll, he'll get some kid time while we fly out from Louisville uh, to Minneapolis and then fly back to Louisville, pick up the kid, drive back, drive back up to Indy uh, and call it a weekend. So that's why. Nice. Louisville's not necessarily more friendly to uh, direct flights to Minneapolis. Uh, no, <laughs> direct flights to anywhere. But yeah, we're I'm throwing the clubs in the plane and going to Edisto Island, which is in South Carolina. Going to meet my cousin there who loves to golf. We're going to swing the clubs and uh, have, have a great long weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, come back Monday. I know there's a hurricane. I, mm-hmm. I assume it's like at least touching South Carolina. Like, are you watching the weather? Is it? Yeah death and destruction that you're flying into or has it mostly yeah. passed no it's it was passed matter of fact i, I read an article this morning that uh, edisto's cleanup isn't really considered a cleanup so that makes me feel better hopefully the uh, that's the same for the golf courses as well yeah yeah weather report looks good then oh weather report looks amazing for this weekend so pretty, yeah. pretty stoked yeah after a hurricane moves through generally everything opens up yep Fortunately for me, it looks like Minneapolis in the beginning of September is going to be in the 90s, uh, which is a really strange, strange thing. No, God! No, God! <laughs> please, no! No! Fortunately, the concert is indoors, so it's not too big, too big of a deal. Shout out! So while you're in Minneapolis, are you spending any time with Brian Provost at all? Because that's where he's at. No, I'm not. I okay. tried. I tried. We both know uh, Bigfoot. Uh, Toby Dayton, who makes <laughs> yes. a, occasional appearances. I hit uh-huh. him up. Uh, apparently, he broke his foot. or But so, yeah, he he was like going to go to the concert. We we're going to connect, but but that's not going to happen. But Just didn't happen. If Provost, if you're listening uh, and you're going to go see Pearl Jam, like, <laughs> hey, hit me up. We'll get a we'll get a selfie and blow up 
Blow up uh, the socials for the sure. The socials. Okay, so here's a uh, here's a post, and this is an update on on Brian Provost. If everybody's been paying attention, which I sh- I'm sure you have, he is the now former CEO of iSims. This mm-hmm. is a post that Brian actually put out last week after we did our show. Yes, it's true. I decided to move on from iSims. This was a difficult decision, as iSims is an amazing business with an incredible team. However. Mm-hmm. After much introspection, that's internal, that's you're looking in inner space there, Joel. I felt it was the best decision for me and my family at this time, obviously, to get the fuck out. This mm-hmm. is where it gets weird. Yep. There are always several factors that play a role in leaving a business, but one of the biggest was commuting as a, a remote CEO on a weekly basis. I love being with a team and collaborating in an office. He lives in Minnesota, Minnesota commutes to New Jersey. iSims is absolutely heading in the right direction, and I have every confidence, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for what I'll do next, I'll be working that over in the coming weeks and months. I'll let you know when I know. So Mm. what did you think about this? Well, Minnesota, as you know, Chad, is the land of lakes. Uh, I believe 10,000 lakes is their claim to fame. It's probably not exactly 10,000, but lakes have a lot of dead fish in them. And dead (laughs) fish tend to stink. Uh And this whole thing stinks to me. Like if you didn't like remote work, you know, at least have a plan before you leave. Have a, a new CEO. Have an interim CEO. It's weird. Have something there. Don't just leave because you don't like the commute. It just doesn't make sense, and it just uh, it just stinks to high heaven. It almost feels like all the CEOs are like making employees come back to the office. It's almost like this CEO was being made to come back to the office, and he's like, uh, "No, I'm not gonna. I quit." <laughs> it's what that's what this this post makes it sound like. And to be quite frank, he I think he would have done himself a better service and not posting anything at all compared to this, because this was just weird. Or just be honest and say we I had a disagreement with the board and uh, I couldn't take it anymore and I'm out of here. Like uh, either yeah. way though, as a CEO, you're gonna have other people looking at what what happened. This is just nothing but again, this is one of the reasons why mature people don't post things on social media. Right, because you can look back later and see what the fuck was going on. I, to to me, if if he's looking for another CEO position, leading an organization, definitely not uh, what I would have done. But I'm a podcaster; I post everything. So it also doesn't bode well if he wants another CEO gig. No, that's what I mean. The whole thing is crazy pills, Chad. Does anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Well, from one crazy to another, Chad. My shout out goes to Master. Dating. That's right. Master dating. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it either. What are you doing, step bro? So you're familiar with masturbating, Chad, but do you know about (laughs) master dating? The term is trending on TikTok. Master dating is essentially going out on dates by yourself. Why run the risk of rejection and go on a real date when you can always get to a yes from yourself. That's right. Plus, you can ditch the whole ghosting thing that all the kids are talking about. And the best part, Chad, you're guaranteed to get lucky at the end of the night. Shout out to <laughs> Master Dating. That's right. Humans are so fucking stupid. <laughs> Shout out to GPU Recruiting Tactics. So this is from an article in Semi-Analysis. Quote, one of the funniest trends we see in the Bay Area 
is with top machine learning researchers bragging about how many GPUs they have or will have access to uh, soon. Uh, Meta, for example, who will have the second most number of NVIDIA H100 GPUs in the world is actively using it as a recruiting tactic, end quote. That's right, kids. If ML and AI, R&D people don't have access to the newest toys, they'll, they probably won't join your team. And at about twenty-five dollars to $30,000 per GPU, that's right, that's the, the coveted H100 GPU, uh, Google, Meta, and all the other big boys are going to be siphoning that tech, which means they're mm-hmm. also going to be siphoning that talent out of the market. Shout out to GPU Recruiting Tactics. Okay, let's go to uh, Nikita Beyer for my next shout out. Nikita is the founder of Gas, an app that was popular with the kids for about a minute. They were acquired by Discord earlier this year, but that's not why Nikita gets a shout out. He gets one Mm -hmm. for blowing up on X, the artist formerly known as Twitter, for the following post, quote, the best way to stay unemployed is to use the open to work avatar on LinkedIn. That's right. It's funny because it's true, but it's also good <laughs> advice, Chad. Desperation is a bad luck, a bad luck on anyone. Just go on a master date with yourself and ditch the <laughs> please hire me desperation of the open to work avatar. Shout out to Nikita Buyer. Oh, I'm just glad you don't have a sound effects for the master dating, masturbating. Uh, shout out to Sean <laughs> Luchens. One of our one of our listeners, guy's been in yeah. the industry for a very long time. As a matter of fact, he was just interviewed. We just interviewed him a, a couple of months ago. Here's a quote from one of his LinkedIn posts: "There are those pinnacle moments in your career that are just too tough to top. Yep. Does it get any better than being blessed? Blessed, Joel, with a Chad yep. and Cheese T-shirt." End quote. Oh my God, no! Very tongue in cheek. We know. Uh, Sean is probably using that uh, T-shirt to to buff up, uh, you know, like his Maserati or something like that. But (laughs) no matter, no matter, uh, Joel, how do you acquire one of these silky soft Chad and Cheese T-shirts? His Maserati. How do all of our listeners have Maseratis and we don't have one apparently? (laughs) Yes, Chad. Everyone loves free shit and we love giving people stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you like T-shirts, whiskey, beer, you got to go to chadcheese.com. Click the free link. We're talking JobGet does our shirts. Text Colonel is uh, is sending the brown liquid Whiskey, baby. out to people all over the over the country. And beer. Everybody loves beer. Uh, it's getting to fall. That means Oktoberfest brews. That means a little bit more robust flavors uh, in your in your glass. That is powered <laughs> by our friends at Aspen Tech Labs. But you got to play if you want to win. Go to chadcheese.com. Click the free link. Fill out the information, and you might win. So you know what time it is. Time for events, kids. Oh, a little love shack, but that's a little love wreck fest. Day one, the disrupt stage is going to be off the chain. We're going to be talking about technology all damn day with Shelly and Surge from the Recruitment Flex and Tracy and Alin from Talent Rebelcast. But before any of that happens, kids, we have a pre-party. Pre-party on September the 12th at Tin Roof on Broadway, powered by Plum.io and Aaron. Uh, Joel's going to try to get his Nashville hot chicken fix mm-hmm. that, that night. Probably not a good idea before the first day of the conference, but hey, you do mm-hmm. you, Joel. Hey. 
they're lollipops, so they're less less potent. I think sure, than the, sure the they are. Ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then we're gonna have obviously all day one on the disrupt stage. Great lineup of uh, of of tech and companies using that tech. And then we have the after party on September fourteenth. It is a booze cruise. Gonna have mm. Hattie B's liquor beer and who knows what the hell else now there's only going to be 40 people on that cruise so if you get a vip invitation you better fucking rsvp if not it might go away very soon that's powered by our friends over at hack a job this whole thing has come together so quickly joel yeah wreckfest is just a machine machine of debauchery oh it's people crazy that want a party so what do you think about wreckfest <laughs> In in Nashville, year one. I think it's great. Look, in all in all transparency, we've heard differing perspectives on how this is going to go. We've heard people say like, eh, I don't know if anyone's going to go. Like, yeah. it's been kind of quiet. And then we've also heard shit's going to sell out. And from our own experience, these two parties get togethers that we're throwing have filled up incredibly fast, Mm -hmm. uh, much more than I thought they would. So it all unfolds in Nashville. We're going to find out for ourselves in person how this is going to go on September 12th through the 14th. Uh, I'm optimistic. I think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a statement. It's going to be a British or coming moment uh, with Wreckfest <laughs> coming to Nashville. And I'm I'm here for it, Chad. I'm here for it. I have to say one of the cynics that uh, you and I know very closely, they are going to be there. Uh-huh. They got their eyes on the uh, on the list, on the attendee list. And they okay. said it is hella impressive. Okay. Yes. Okay. He was a cynic saying, I don't know if this is going to go well. And then I got a message from him yesterday. He said, holy shit. This looks impressive. So I am pretty excited about that. After Wreckfest, we're going to hit a little HR tech, going to be on the expo floor in the Fuel Mm -hmm. 50 booth for two days. Uh, If you're an HR practitioner, DM us and we might have an interview slot just in case. We're at booth 1,125. That's 1125. That's a lot of booths. Then a few days later, we are on a plane to Unleash World in Paris. I literally have no fucking clue what we're going to do there, but I guarantee you we're going to have microphones. We're going to have a lot of wine and cheese and who knows what else? Well, considering how quickly Wreckfest became like the Chen Chi's uh, party central, uh, <laughs> Paris may follow a similar suit. I don't it know. If, if, yes. if, you're a, if you're a vendor looking for a creative way to, you know, cut through the clutter, like, give us a call. Give us a call. We can help. Did I hear you say plum earlier? Oh, oh I did. <laughs> really? <laughs> did you feel the tension in the air right oh, now? Oh, I did. Yeah. I know I can. <laughs> I can feel it all the way down. Oh, yeah. That means we got to celebrate some birthdays, Chad. Another another trip around the sun to Olivia Marquette, Shani Underwood, Underwood, Matt O'Donnell, Edel Feinberg, Scott Nelson, Stacey Shaw, Matt Gardner, Marcy, Darth Maul, Rosie Pullman. <laughs> that sounds made up to me. Rosie Pullman. Deb yes. Clay, Charles Hunger, Chris Billets. Chris Hoyt, Bill Borman, who will be in Nashville. Ooh. I know Chris Murdoch, who lives in Nashville, celebrating a birthday. And last but not least, Chad, my oldest son, Cole Cheeseman, Cole is Cheeseman. celebrating a birthday, turning 17 nice. this week. So happy birthday to everyone 
for a happy birthday. Did you say Rosie Pullman? <laughs> I said Rosie Pullman. Yes, that's woo. that's Seymour I Butts. I mean, come yeah, on, seriously. Somebody's fucking with us. Yeah, I did not. I did not <laughs> double check that on LinkedIn to see if that if that's the case. Good God, I got. And if birthdays weren't enough, Chad, let's talk about <laughs> some fantasy football action. Yep. That's right. Uh, people are aware that we're doing fantasy football. This is our third or fourth year doing it, powered by our friends at uh, Factory Fix. The lineup is set. Here's your dirty dozen, Chad. Fantasy football players, starting with Dennis Tupper who is our defending champion. He gets yes. a free pass to play this season again. Deanne Osner, Jasper Spanjart, Marcy Mall, Brent Losey, Michelle Sargent, Kristen Erbon, Dina Perro, Jill Patterson, you and me, and the Factory Fix representative, Joe Dixon. That is the fantasy football lineup, everybody. Ooh. I'm excited. Draft is next Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, yes. when we record this, we'll have our draft grades. And we'll break down uh, who scored well and who who fell on their butts. Yeah, it's it's all happening, everybody. Topics. All right, the cringe level is high on this first story, Chad. It's official. It's officially official. Get ready for hiring on X again. The artist formerly known as Twitter. Case in point: an Elon Musk tweet. I guess we're still calling them tweets saying, quote, people send me LinkedIn links sometimes, but the cringe level is so high that I just can't bring myself to use it. So I asked for the resume or bio to be emailed. We will make sure that the ex competitor to LinkedIn is cool, end quote. What's more, Coinbase public company is leveraging the platform now. And the final nail in the coffin is a new Twitter handle or X handle at X hiring with the post this week, quote, unlock early access to the X hiring beta exclusively for verified organizations, feature your most critical roles and organically reach millions of relevant candidates. Apply for the beta today at verified.x.com slash en slash hiring. They could have shortened that probably. Chad, no, thank Elon, Coinbase, and a new handle. I think that's a triple X. What's your take on this news? It still feels like Facebook jobs all over again. Uh, this is very early on, kids. So, you know, as what we're talking about, I'm sure will evolve and I hope will evolve. But first, let's look at the the desktop version. Um I had to look twice to even see where the very muted jobs carousel was. Mm -hmm. And on this is on Coinbase's account. They had just three jobs in the carousel. Uh, you, you could click on those jobs, obviously, or you could click view all jobs, which was a link that uh, takes you to a long list of Coinbase's jobs. There's no search functionality. I mean, it's, it's fairly primitive compared to what we're used to, right? So again, it's, it's, it's very, very early on. But let's be clear, 80% of users access Twitter via their mobile device. So I popped over to Twitter on my phone, uh, jumped onto the Coinbase profile and nothing. The carousel isn't even available on Android. So that was weird. Uh, Twitter's a global platform. You would think that would be something that uh, that they would dig into pretty quickly, especially if they're trying to to, to make this look serious. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, I I think that any company should go to the application. It's a simple form, and it can't hurt to get your jobs out there. But again, I'm going to double down on what I've said. LinkedIn has much more 
content context uh, experience for my profile than any other out there. And they still do a shitty job Mm -hmm. on trying to get me relevant content. Twitter doesn't have even close to the amount of information, career information, jobs, pathing, experience, those types of things. Uh, I don't see how they're going to pull this off. Somebody in the threads actually said, well, I'm sure they'll have a, a, an API with LinkedIn. Really? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I don't fucking think so, right? So there's going to be a war happening here. I, I personally think that uh, this X hiring thing is going to go to the way of the dodo, mm. much like Facebook jobs did. Mm. 60% of the time, it works every time. LinkedIn, however, doesn't send rockets into space chat. There's a big difference between the two. So, <laughs> yeah, which means he's got diversions. So here, here's some <laughs> here's some shit here. Elon Elon has 155 million followers. Everything he says gets talked about on LinkedIn. He paid 40 plus billion dollars for Twitter. LinkedIn was acquired for Microsoft uh, for 26 billion ish. So if Elon's looking for a quick way to chip away at getting his money back on what he dropped to get Twitter targeting. LinkedIn is probably the shortest bridge uh, to try to get there. Add in the fact that a lot of people hate LinkedIn, the incumbent, and you have more favorable odds than, say, I don't know, going after Google uh, for search. Do you want to say the guy who took on Detroit and is winning the EV battle can't put a dent in LinkedIn and make some noise in our industry? Time will tell, Chad, but it's clear that he's serious now. And it's going to be a lot of fun for us to cover Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, getting into our space. Yeah, I I think it's interesting because what Elon really did was he forced the entire automotive industry to focus on EV. And they're going to blow Tesla out of the water in long term, right? Unless somebody actually buys them up. I think this is exactly the same thing. LinkedIn does suck at what they should be really good at. I think this is going to be an opportunity for them to be challenged and hopefully uh, actually up their game, much like, you know, the the car companies have on the EV side of the house. I think Twitter is much more hated than LinkedIn is um, at this point. It's X now, Chad. (laughs) I'm going to call it Twitter no matter what, because it's so divisive, right? So I think think there is an entertainment value there, but it's not a professional network. I don't want to say it's like Hinge or or what was it last week? Grinder. <laughs> Grinder, yes. Like Grinder, right? You know, they're they're yeah. used for entirely different reasons. LinkedIn was created as a as a network, then turned into a professional network. I don't see that happening here. I, I just don't. And the cost might go up. But the the current, you know, get in fee is a thousand dollars a month to be a verified organization. That's only twelve thousand dollars. That's cheap as fuck. A lot of companies are going to do this. Do you agree? Yes. They're going to try it. Yeah, they're going to see what happens. But it doesn't matter just because the price point's so low that it's not going to it's not going to pay off. He needs to he needs to try to gain back hundreds of millions of dollars that he's lost in ad revenue. And this isn't going to do it. Not even close. Yeah. I mean, I'm no mathematician, but if you follow the money, if advertisers are leaving in droves and there's no hope of them coming back anytime soon, like to go after LinkedIn's share of the pie is probably the smartest thing to do in terms of getting money fast. This is not a hundred you know billion dollar business a year, but if he can start getting some money back, if he can start getting some subscriptions, some people that are used to paying money on a monthly basis, he can slowly ratchet up the price. 
If he gets results for these people, uh, they'll continue to use it. If he adds value to being a subscriber, whether it's on the individual end, whether it's like, hey, get get special access to jobs or get a resume. If you're what I don't know where this is going to go. That's why it's so fun to talk about it. But he's going to get companies try it. He's going to get companies become verified users. Oh, and yeah. Post jobs. Yeah. And yeah. if people apply and people get results, well, money's going to start going into Twitter or X and agencies are going to be told or asked like, hey, are we on Twitter? Like, should we use Twitter uh, or X to post our jobs? Like, it's just going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Facebook never felt really committed. It felt like, you know, a project manager was on it. This is like the CEO talking shit on his own social platform. And to me, like that's that ratches it up a little bit and it makes it just Tons of fun to talk about. As soon as he gets in a cage against Mark Zuckerberg after he was talking all that shit, then I might think that anything else that he's talking about uh-huh. shit about is actually real. This I just the, the, it feels like it feels like a, a diversion. You watch, there's going to be a story about him poaching someone from LinkedIn or Indeed or somewhere like that. That's I, coming. That'll be one of the next stories that we talk about. And speaking of Indeed, Chad. Oh. Yes. Uh, if you've had your daily dose or weekly dose of Elon, we'll talk about uh, our next guilty pleasure. Indeed. Yes. So in case you missed it, Indeed Flex is a platform that connects job seekers with temporary work opportunities. It is a subsidiary of Indeed, and it now offers storefronts. That's right. Brick and mortar locations. Chris Johnson, market director at Indeed Flex, shared the following on LinkedIn this week, quote, Great few days in Texas visiting the Indeed Flex hubs and meeting the teams who make it all happen. Loving the wet, loving the energy and passion for change here. I'm definitely right where I need to be. End quote. Maybe it's where Chris Johnson needs to be, but is it where Indeed needs to be? Chad, your thoughts. So, yeah, congrats, Chris. That's fucking awesome. I thought this was a very poignant story as we start to see companies like AppCast acquire Bayard, which means one day AppCast is a solid partner uh, and the next day they're your greatest competitor. Yeah, We've seen this with Indeed before and it's happening once again. So here's how Indeed is currently smothering the market. First, we're going to talk about their trusted network partners. Indeed pays trusted network partners millions of dollars each month to deliver job seeker traffic to jobs on Indeed. Yes, competing job sites are driving tons of job seeker traffic to Indeed, but the money is good. So job sites keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Then Indeed adds mandatory job seeker registration to their apply process. What does this mean? It means Indeed is building their database with job seekers from those competing job sites until they don't need those job sites anymore. And they cut them off at the knees. They're strangling the job sites. Same thing is happening over at Indeed Flex, but in a a much different way. Staffing and RPO companies are spending millions of of dollars monthly on Indeed, Mm -hmm. not the other way around, to drive job seekers to their open positions. Indeed then uses the money to drive job seekers from other sites, like we just talked about, to apply on Indeed. The staffing and RPO companies get the job seeker data for all the applicants, but so does Indeed and now Indeed Flex. Mm -hmm. So basically, Indeed is using the likes of Ronstad and Adeco's money to build their own (laughs) candidate database to place those candidates through StaffMark. You've got to remember, Recruit Holdings is a staffing company first. So I was texting with a a practitioner about Indeed continuing to move down this path. And their response to my Trojan horse Mm -hmm. comment was this, quote, oh, no. 
No more Trojan horses. They, indeed, just put on a Trojan condom and they're going to fuck everybody <laughs> over. How do you really feel, HR? How do you really feel? That's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm giving this the evil genius badge uh, for the week. Indeed is owned by a staffing company. How you mentioned it. Is everybody else? We've talked about <laughs> them becoming more staffing focused in the past. Well, shocker. They acquired a company called Sift a UK-based staffing platform in 2019. And Flex was born two years later out of that. Indeed, Flex is expanding into the US market and growing further into the UK where its former company, Sift, has been available since 2015. So they have a little bit of experience in this this space. In the United States, Mm -hmm. the labor shortage is even more serious and the openings rate uh, reached 6.9% as of July last year. To me, this is a logical brand extension. The power of Indeed will supercharge awareness. Uh, it's something Google, LinkedIn, or Elon Musk have no uh, desire to chase. It's solid strategically. Uh, so I don't say this a lot, but indeed, good move. They just need to improve the signage on these storefronts <laughs> because because they look like some intern went down to the clearance rack at Fast Signs uh, yes, for these yeah, for these for this right. branding. So they need to improve the branding. <laughs> the, the the going in looks fine, but. They look like uh, they look like Bush League uh, retailers from the outside, but I think they're onto something. I, I agree. I just it, it blows my mind that huge companies like Ronstadt mm-hmm. and Adeco are still paying, indeed, millions of dollars a month. Right? Mm-hmm. They've got that going on on one side, and then you've got the other side of the ecosystem. All these job sites are driving candidates into the Indeed database. Now, Indeed's paying them to do so, but they're going to cut them all off at the knees one day because they don't fucking need them anymore. It's, I mean, it is a Trojan horse or a Trojan condom fucking all the way around. It is crazy. And we've we've seen this movie before. We've seen this movie before. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll play a little Who'd You Rather? Just the tip. When we come back. All right, Chad, are you ready to play a little? Who'd you rather? Here's how we play it, gang. We take two companies that have recently gotten funding. We summarize what they've done and what they're doing. And Chad and I sound off on who'd we'd rather. Let's play who'd you rather. In this corner, we have TeamSense. Seattle-based startup TeamSense has raised $4 million. TeamSense offers an app-free platform tailored for hourly workers in the manufacturing sector, enabling them to manage attendance, communicate with managers, and access company resources through SMS or text messaging. The funding will be used to expand the development and go-to market teams. Founded in 2020, the company employs 20 people. And in this corner, NURSA. NURSA has closed an 80 million Series B funding round. That brings total funding to $100 million dollars. For the Salt Lake City-based company, the platform is designed to assist healthcare facilities in filling shifts with local nurses. The company, established in 2019, currently employs 300 team members and boasts 95,000 nurse practitioners. Chad, who'd you rather, TeamSense or NURSA? So I'd rather TeamSense, and, and here's why. NURSA, they're applying a Band-Aid to a sucking chest wound. Will the ability to shuffle healthcare workers help? 
Yeah, in the short term, but it doesn't address the larger problem. We need more people to enter into the care economy. That's the answer, not a shuffling app. Uh, we talked about borderless on the uh, Europe show this mm-hmm. week, and that helps the larger issue by aiding healthcare workers who want to come through the immigration process to the to the UK. NURSA doesn't do that. They're not taking care of the big problem. Team Sense, the hourly segment, is one of the biggest opportunities for tech startups today. Why? Because number one, this segment represents 70 to 80% of the working population. Number two, according to the CDC, absenteeism costs the U.S. employers almost $226 billion every year in productivity losses. And against that CDC number, Team Sense's 39% reduction in absenteeism would, in effect, save companies 80 Eight billion dollars. I'd rather team sense all day. Mm. What are you doing, step bro? All right, we're going to disagree on this one, Chad. Uh, the the SMS only thing I just can't get over. If this were 2010, maybe I'd be super pumped about Team Sense. The problem is, whereas very few people had a smartphone in 2010, almost everyone has one in 2023. Android phones are being passed out at my local Kroger, so everyone can have one. Uh, the SMS side of this only uh, just makes me feel like it's antiquated and not going anywhere, uh, especially now that they're just getting their sort of seed Series A funding. I don't think that bodes well for the uh, the company long term. However, Chad, whether it's 2010, 2023, or 2053, nurses are going to be in high demand and companies are going to pay a lot of money to get them into the door. Nurses are going to continue to want flexibility and this sort of uh, staffing on demand, work your own hours uh, platform to me makes a whole lot of sense. Look, there's a lot of competition in the nurse staffing uh, space for a reason. And there are a hundred million reasons with a Benjamin sign, dollar sign next to it to like, Team sense less than Nursa. So for me, that's right. <laughs> Nursa, naughty Nursa, or just Nursa? Get my <laughs> naughty get Nursa. my vote for for who'd you rather? <laughs> All right, now to what none of us would rather. Uh, the RTO game peep, keeps keeps playing out. The frog continues to boil. Chad, Amazon CEO Andy Jassy, your boy, has run out of patience with remote workers who refuse to come back to the office. In a recent meeting, Jassy reportedly told staff that they need to be back in the office at least three days a week. And if they don't comply, they will be forced to resign. Isn't forced to resign getting fired? I think it's just a different label on that, which is... Uh, Yeah, without severance. This is a significant change from Jassy's previous stance on remote work, which was way more relaxed. What's more, Chad, a CNBC story says some staffers are being told to relocate to hubs in different states if they want to keep their jobs. And in other RTO news, Goldman Sachs boss David DJ Solomon has pulled the plug on Summer Fridays. The hits keep on coming, Chad. The hits keep on coming. What are your thoughts on all the news on RTO this week? So we predicted... Solomon was going to do this. That, that's not a big deal. But the Amazon, I mean, this is really a huge bait and switch. Uh, here's a quote from Andy Jassy. It's not right 
for all of our teammates to be in the office three days a week for people that refuse to do so. That's for Mandy Jassy. Yep. So why are employees reluctant? Let me count the ways. Number one, in September of 2022, just a year ago, kids, Jassy told staff he had no plans to ask them to return to their desks. Uh, from the same CNBC article, quote, an employee in Texas who was hired in a remote role, say that again, they were hired in a re- remote role, mm-hmm. said managers assured his team in March of 2023 that nothing would change despite the RTO mandate. But in July, the team was informed by management that they'd have to choose between working out of Seattle, New York, Austin, Texas, or Arlington, Virginia, end quote. So back to Jassy, who said, quote, unquote, it's not right. What's not right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the bait and switch tactics here are not right. So for me, outside looking in, from the market looking in, uh, first and foremost, we have reports of Amazon running out of warehouse workers in some regions due to high churn rates. Mm-hmm. And they're losing around 100% annually, more than double the industry average. Uh, Only one out of three new hires in 2021 stayed with the company for more than 90 days. Uh, Leaked reports of Amazon attrition costing $8 billion in lost revenue. But these are different jobs, right? These are office jobs. So it feels like this is a forced downsize so that they don't don't have to pay severance. And I mean, no matter, no matter, the optics suck. Mm -hmm. Andy Jassy looks like a bait and switch asshole at this part. And that's, and that, I mean, that sucks. He he doesn't care. I'm sure he's making these decisions from his, his office in the Hamptons Mm -hmm. or something like that. It's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Are we, are we really surprised that the old white guys are winning (laughs) this battle? So the pendulum continues to swing in the opposite direction of 2021, 22 stimmies are running dry. Real estate uh, markets are frozen. Uh, Hiring for many companies is frozen and drying up. The fed is getting its wish with higher unemployment and as a secondary benefit, the rich white guys, uh, the balance of power is going back to the corporations and the grip continues to hire as we talk about these stories on a on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but if, if <laughs> but if I were like a rich, uh, you know, Illuminati guy, I would go to the government and the Fed, and I'd be like, okay, we can't have this chaos of people living where they want to live. All my commercial real estate holdings going to hell. The stock market going to hell. Like we need to go back to status quo. Let's tighten the screws on these fuckers. Let's get inflation up. Let's get unemployment back up due to higher Fed rates. We'll get people back to the office. We'll be able to fire who we want to fire. Uh, People have to sell their homes and like suck it up for the man again. And we'll be in charge again. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but if I were a rich white guy with billions that might be a conversation that I want to have. And speaking of billions, Chad, sounds it's a, like history. It's a new season of Billions on Showtime, and if you're not watching, <laughs> you should because the main character is running for president. And like all this shit, like this is why my brain is going in this way. I think the whole the whole system is is built to screw us all, and uh, this is an example. The white rich guys win again. 
I'm not surprised. And they're really good. They're really good at turning everybody else against each yes. other. Why they sit up in their tower, their fucking ivory tower, yep. uh, counting their goddamn money. But when we're dumb enough yeah. to actually do that, well, it's only fair that you're in the office because do you think that they shouldn't be? Hey, come over here. Let's let's see if I can start a fight among you guys while I walk out of the office. Yes. Yeah. We're dumb enough to buy crypto and think that GameStop <laughs> is like the next big thing. We're dumb enough to buy like houses yes. in Vermont thinking that we'll be able to work there for the rest of our lives. Uh, in the meantime, you know, they're uh, they're rigging the system and, and just filling their pockets with with more and more money. Bastard. Damn it, I need a break. And uh, we'll come back and talk about airlines. Some airline news to close the show, Chad. Two stories okay. this week. Number one, Corindon Airlines, which I've never flown, is launching never heard of them. an adults-only zone on its flight Ooh. between Amsterdam and Caracao, which is a 10-hour flight. Uh, but the adults-only <laughs> zone is not what you think, Chad. The airline believes that there is a demand for adults-only zones as some passengers prefer to travel without the disruption of young children. And from no kids... To no fatties, Korean Air is weighing passengers before boarding their flights starting next week. There's a law in Korea that requires airlines to weigh passengers and their carry-on luggage at least every five years. I'm guessing they weigh the luggage every time, but only the weight every yeah. five years. Korean-based airlines mm-hmm. are following the law, saying that average uh, that the average plays a role in determining aircraft weight distribution and enhancing flight safety. As of yet, it doesn't cost extra to be XL, but critics say the writing is on the wall. Chad, your thoughts. So adults-only airlines, I mean, if it's a long flight, I like my peace and quiet, right? I I definitely do. So would I pay a premium for something like that? I I might. But when it comes to to bigger people on flights, Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I've had a guy in the middle seat has to force the armrests up and he spills over into my space. That's my seat. Mm. That's my space, right? So it's like if we can actually have segments of the plane that are for larger individuals, might cost more because there's more space. Mm -hmm. I think that would be great, but it would be a better experience for them and it'd be better experience for everybody around them. I don't know. This has been a problem for a very long time, much like people taking their fucking shoes off, like (laughs) bare feet on an airplane. Uh People don't do that. Stop that. Yeah. If you're not following passenger shaming on uh, Instagram, uh, plenty of feet, plenty of feet to to look at on, on airplanes. So horrible. So in terms of, of adults only for noise, like, the noise canceling headphones now are really good. Yeah. Like literally you they can, are. you can not hear anything, but your podcast or music or whatever you're listening to. Yeah. Like invest in some, invest in some noise canceling headphones and you're good to go on that end. I appreciate that the airline trying to make an extra buck on an, on an adults only. I think people may take that the wrong way and like take advantage of like <laughs> swingers. Yeah. Adults <laughs> only section. I bought the adult only section and I'm going to use it. Yeah. It's in terms of the fat thing, like it's difficult. Americans are getting bigger. All the data shows that, but also airlines are getting smaller. Like American Delta Southwest and United have lost anywhere from two inches to five inches in leg room and two inches in seat width since the 1980s. This is some data that has been collected. Wow. If you're too fat, wow. literally, uh, and I have some people in my family that are, you think I'm a little chubby, like 
take come to my family <laughs> reunion. They have to buy two seats because they can't fit in the one seat, and they have to get. But they buy two. They seats. buy two seats because they really have to. Like they they don't. That's yeah. not the spillover. Like they're literally like too big. They have the belt yeah. extender, like the whole oh, the yeah. whole ball of wax. Yeah. Um, or you are you sitting you sit in first class where you got plenty of room. Uh, probably no matter how how heavy you are. The point of like putting people on a scale at the check-in uh, counter, if that's what it is, that's really degrading. I mean, that's really kind of sad. Like that, sh- that shouldn't be happening in my opinion. Uh, but, but Chad, I, I've got the answer as I do to most okay. things. I got the answer here. If you want to make flying a lot better, Chad, here's the answer. Okay. Bigger seats, more leg room, and discounted rates for big booty Latinas. I'm happy. We out. We out. (laughs) Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey. Or just watch Big Booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. <laughs>